0: This is The Basketball Show, with Shane the Hammer Heel. What they gonna say next?
1: Yes, it's that time again when we talk hoops and unpack the week that was. Joe and Hammer with you as always. Thanks to TCL Mobile, 2K23 and UPC Oz, and of course, our broadcast partners, KO and News Corp. Hammer, how are you going?
2: Very well, thank you, big, big week.
1: It's been a week, hasn't it?
2: What a week, the WMBL is back, thank goodness. Great round.
1: It's been good, it's been good. We have a, a lot to get through, so we'll kick things off straight away within the spotlight. I mean, you had a little bit of a cry about the the NBL broadcast last week. Let's be honest. I was just saying what I thought. It was a proper whinge. What have you got for me this week? Well, I
2: got corrected. (laughs) Well done to the NBL. And uh, we got got an A team courtside. (laughs) The guys are back and uh, nothing but quality and it makes such a difference.
1: It was good, the, the atmosphere, even it was, it was coming through the TV watching the throwdown on Sunday afternoon, it was really good, wasn't it?
2: Oh, and now the challenge is, can we get it all around Australia? Have a look at those guys, so much personality there, experience <laughs> on the court, they had fun and, um, and you're right, you can feel it, that passion while you're courtside. It's a massive difference when you're commentating and I understand why they went to the Hub and mm-hmm. I think it played uh, its part but it'd be great to see commentary back courtside.
1: In contrast, the WNBL the first round is in the bag and it was it left a lot to be desired in terms Bum-bong. of the broadcast. It it wasn't good.
2: It, it was not good. We can well, what we could say is it can only get better because yeah. we haven't seen anything at that level before, but over the weekend it did get better. I saw mm-hmm. a difference come Sunday. But uh, massive changes need to be made. So uh, hopefully uh, that happens. You see from the WNBL, they put out uh, a number of messages after a number of games. It's just not up to the standard that everyone's uh, expecting and hoping for. So hopefully you see a massive difference between round one and round two.
1: Yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, and good that they, they were able to highlight it and, and sort of just make fans aware that they are, they're listening, they're hearing, they're trying to make these changes. But you just the fans, the players, especially the players, they deserve better.
2: The standard of this league is the second best in the world. It really is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we definitely need more. And the fans at home that are supporting women's sport need to be able to tune in and, uh, and get the highest quality. So hopefully next week that's the case.
1: Uh, five sleeps. For you guys as well. Cannot, How are you feeling?
2: Cannot wait. We were ready to go this round. Mm. Who gets a bye in their first round <laughs> and then gets thrown five out of the first six games on the road? But anyway, that's the challenge and here I am crying again. Yeah, exactly. Channel it. Channel Bring it on.
1: Now, for our TCL starting five, Ben Simmons is our first point of call. Okay, in the TCL starting five, where are we, going? Where are we today. going with Benny? He's declared that he will 100% play for the boomers. Oh, so, that's... he spoke to Conrad Marshall a couple of weeks before the NBA season that's began. Nice of I want to read you this quote though. He said, Of course, I want to go out there and play with Dante and Joe Engels and Patty Mills, referring to the Tokyo Olympics. He said, Those are my guys. I would question that. Uh, But there's only so much to say. I was in a bad place and I didn't play. I do want to play for Australia. 100% of course I do. Will I one day? 100%. I'm going to the Olympics. It's not a question. It's a dream of mine. But I'm also not going to let people tell me when and how I do things. There's a whole lot to unpack in that. Uh, But we were talking about it before. Is he even a walk-up to the Boomers squad right now? But Based on... We really yep. haven't seen a lot of him. He's missed the last four games. He's not overwhelmed us in the maybe six games he's played so far to start the season. There's,
2: there's two parts of the whole Ben Simmons thing. Talent-wise, yep. there is no doubt. Defensively, rebounding mm-hmm. in FIBA basketball, he would be great. Offensively, he would hurt them because the, he would just his man would clog it up. So that would hurt the boomers. But second thing is Culturally. I mean, when you've got somebody that needs to be recruited and is picking and choosing. And, you know, we we made a list of all of the players that are committed and into it and building that culture that the Boomers and Opals have been all about for so many years. And what Brian Gorgian had success with, um, in my mind, he would have to show that he can actually contribute, not suck air out of that culture.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's stacked. Landau, Thiebel, Dyson Daniels, Josh Giddy. Joey when he's fit, Nick Kay, Green Mills, Baines Duop, JLA White, Delly Cooks Creek, Dante Eximan. Ben is number 17 on the list.
2: Oh, there not, is, in there
1: is, there is not in talent wise. No, of course not talent yeah. wise, but we're adding in him order. at number 17. There yeah. is a lot of Australian talent with the Boomer squad right now.
2: No doubt, and they're building. You know, well, I love seeing Giddy and, and Daniels and some of these guys, um, Green. These guys have um, contributed and built. Mm-hmm. They're going to build for the next 10 years. That's the exciting thing for me. And keeping guys like Ingalls and Mills and, um, you know, potentially even Daly and some of those older guys, um, it's exciting for the Boomer's.
1: Would love to see him out there. I'm so not convinced yet. No. <laughs> uh, it, uh, it's easy to be sceptical. Um, I am on the oh, right. Cleveland on. Cavaliers train, though. And I am 100% convinced that and
2: these guys are legit. Yeah. It's, they're eight and one. Donovan Mitchell is 31 points and six assists, five boards. Mm -hmm. He is just, he looks like a new man. And they're exciting, aren't they?
1: They're they're a lot of fun to watch. Darius Garland missed a a little bit as well. He came in uh, as if he literally hadn't been on on the pine at all. Jarrett Allen averaging a double-double. He's a massive presence in the paint for them. Then you've got Evan Mobley, Karis Levert. They're so much fun to watch. My one question, and I, I say this, I'm massively on the train. My one question would be, Donovan Mitchell come playoffs time because we've not seen him really excel at that, like in that pressure cooker before. You've just
2: taken a really positive story Sorry? and you've just <laughs> kicked him where it hurts right at the I'm, end I'm, of it. I'm
1: just being Questioning objective. his
2: whole character about whether he can stand up in the postseason.
1: It's I, I genuinely I he, hope so. I think he can. I'm really excited. He, he looks like he's happy and enjoying Great it in start. Cleveland as well. Uh, number three, talking about, well... My segue didn't work, never mind. LeBron James and the Lakers.
2: Why do we people... talk about LeBron every week? Seriously.
1: Because he's, he's, you know, he's the goat yeah. of this generation. He's the king. A few people, though, uh. there is a little bit of, of sort of conversation going around whether he is, you know, he's he's sort of fallen off, off the, the throne, the
2: perch. He's always going to get his stats.
1: Yeah. He's, know, he's, he's a
2: dominant physically dominant player He's not on playing, a bad team.
1: Exactly. He's not playing badly, but just the situation isn't stats. good. Um, I did see the Lakers fans are so fickle. Um, Russell Westbrook to I think it was today. MVP chance with <laughs> shooting free throws. I saw a what stat is going on
2: with LeBron Davis and Westbrook. Um, they were like 24, 25, 26% on jump shots for the season. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough good. to win games when they're your three stars. Not they're not, can we move on? They're, they're off
1: off the bottom only to Houston. So yeah. There they go. Uh, let's bring it closer to home with the NBL. The Sydney Kings, oh my 17 goodness. straight wins on the road. Albeit that was a very, very close one against the Breakers. They, they almost let that one go. I
2: thought the New Zealand game was a danger game. I yeah. think that was their biggest test because New Zealand are a very good team. I really like the way they're constructed. So for the Kings to go over there, get another win against the team that is built on defence, they can score, but playing with a whole lot of confidence as well. And to rock in there and get 17 straight wins, it's incredible, it really is. What, what was the old record? 12 or 13, wasn't it? Uh,
1: I think it was 13.
2: Absolutely incredible staff. And well done to Chase Buford and the Kings. It's gonna be a little bit tougher keeping that alive with Cooks out two to four weeks.
1: Yeah, we've gotta mention that. Obviously went down towards the end of the second quarter. Didn't look good. They've no. said at least two to four weeks. A couple of injuries out of that one as well. Ram repair, we don't know. He's gone for scans on his wrist. That's that's a massive blow for for him, for the for the team, but for him personally, given the fact that he's a potential lottery pick in the draft next season, you really hope that this doesn't derail sort of the beginning of his career too much great, either.
2: Great start for him in his career. I think his stocks have already risen, mm. so hopefully he gets back.
1: Um, and Zay, as we mentioned, not going to Kazakhstan with the Boomers, but Jalen Galloway getting the call up. So well-deserved, I feel.
2: Yep. Positive and the negative there. Yeah, negative exactly. to miss out, but just to stay home.
1: Exactly. Um, the Perth Wildcats, big win, much-needed win over the Adelaide 36ers the other night. Mitch Norton is someone that you'd like to highlight, though. He, I did not know this, actually. He is a, one of their marquee players. Yeah. That was a surprise to me. And I think I can understand the argument where perhaps he's going under the radar a little in terms of the level that he's playing at.
2: Well, they need more help. And Mitch Norton, I'm a fan of Mitch Norton, I think he's a really good role player, has yeah. been for a long time, he's contributed to the success of the Perth Wildcats when they've got the talent. Mm-hmm. The problem is when the Jack Jumpers came along and they offered to him a massive bag, then Perth had to be able to ante up as well. Mm-hmm. So now he's a marquee player and when you're a marquee player it stops you getting, spending money on other key pieces and they need him to be able to stand up. Maybe not at the marquee level, but more than what he's doing to be able to support Bryce because right now their imports aren't up to it. They need different people to be able to step up. Corey hasn't played at the levels that some would have expected for him. Blanchfield, everybody has to be able to step up when things are a little bit down.
1: We'll get a little bit more into the import conversation and player movement in this FIBA window shortly, but a
2: yes, couple will. of quick
1: shout outs. Jace Kadi playing game 350 over the weekend. What
2: a champion. 350 yeah. games. I've known him since he was this big. Um, yeah, great guy, great player. So congrats, Jace. And I could see him playing another 150, to be honest. Let's Just hope his so. body type. Um, yeah. yeah, he plays a great role.
1: Now, some really nice uh, tributes to him. And Gemma Potter, shout out to her, gone down with her her second knee injury, serious knee injury, so out for the WNBL season.
2: We played her pre-season. She was looking so good, so quick, athletic. I think she's got an opportunity to be a future Opal and... uh, you know, a huge setback for her, but um, she needs to look at Christy Wallace. Yep. Because when you're only 20 or 21 and you get a couple of these setbacks, it's it's everything. And uh, she'd be devastated right now. But the bigger picture, she needs to look at Christy Wallace because she went through exactly the same thing. And now at 27, she's in the WNBA, she's so the Opals for the first time. And uh, I think Gemma, if she stays positive and surrounds herself with good people, then uh, the same thing can happen. So yeah, good we, luck to you.
1: We certainly wish her all the best in her recovery. We're time now for another in-depth segment thanks to 2K23 this week. We're pleased to say that we're joined by Opal Star and Adelaide Lightning Captain Steph Talbot. Steph, thank you so much for being on the Basketball Show. Great to chat. We'll, we'll get to the WNBL in a second, but first of all, I've got to say congratulations on the bronze medal at the World Cup with the Opals. It was, it was so amazing to see you guys out there. We were so proud watching on. Now that you've had some time to sort of reflect on it, how does it all feel?
3: Yeah, um, it was an amazing experience to be a part of, I think. You know, the crowds were electric, um, way better than I expected. The fans were awesome. And then we had a good group of girls that really bonded well and made it really enjoyable. And then obviously um, winning always makes it better.
2: All right, well, you're not supposed to have favourites, but um, Steph is my favourite, Opal, and uh, she absolutely... Killed it. Not only just on defense, she was locked down, but um, also on offense. Well done. All-star five, how did you feel?
3: Yeah, um, it was awesome. Obviously, the bronze medal is, or getting on the podium is what we went there to to do. And that was an amazing feeling, but it's always nice being recognized for your individual efforts as well.
1: Steph, the the culture of the Opals has been a bit of a, a talking point for the last twelve months, maybe even a little bit longer. With everything that happened with Liz, the the fallout from Tokyo and things. But it it, it you guys have obviously regrouped. What is it like now? And I guess how have you managed to get to that point?
3: Yeah, um, it's hard to like pinpoint exactly what worked and what didn't. We did a lot of Zoom meetings. We did a lot of culture stuff. We did a lot of you know getting to know your teammates and. We did everything, and I don't know what worked and what didn't, but um, or if it was all of it. But um, come Sydney, we were we were really connected as a group. Um, we really had each other's back, um, and we were I don't know just willing to go to war for each other on the court, um, which was yeah, it was, it was a good experience.
2: I want to talk about the WNBA. You've played a handful of seasons over there now. You're almost a veteran. Uh, found a home at Seattle, but you're a free agent. What's, uh, what's coming up for you there?
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, free agent. Um, doesn't start until January. Um, I guess I'll just wait and see what happens. A lot of the Seattle team are free agents. Obviously, I'm a role player there, so I'll wait and see. Uh, will Stewie be back? Will Ezzy be back? We've obviously lost Sue Bird as a point guard. Um, there's a lot of changes to happen, so I'll wait and see what my role will be if there's a spot for me um, and then make my decision from there, I guess, whether I want to stay or um, go elsewhere. But I'd definitely love to go back. I I love Seattle, the city, and I love the girls. But there's a lot up in the air at the moment.
1: You've played with some pretty incredible players. You just mentioned a few of them there, Steph. In all your time playing in the WNBA, is, is there someone that stands out as being sort of the best teammate that you've had or someone that you've really gelled well with on the court?
3: Yeah, um, I'm going to say I have two. I, I love Joel Lloyd. She's a close friend of mine. We get on like a house on fire. But then there's Stewie, who's debatedly the greatest in the world, but she's like the most humble person you'll ever meet. So um, that was really cool to experience um, one of the greatest in the world, being down to earth, chilled out, humble. Um, it's not very often you play with someone like that. So, yeah, they'll be my my two for sure.
2: Back to the WNBL, going to be an exciting year. You go from an experienced coach with Chris Lucas to now a rookie coach, but she was a sensational player in Nat Hurst. Must be a little bit different um, just with that change as well.
3: Yeah, it's so different. Um, Very different coaching styles, very different... um, in the way they communicate, different in the way they want us to play. Um, but Nat's been great, great so far. She's super approachable. She's super smart. She has a high IQ, but um, I like that she's, she knows she's a rookie coach and she will put her hand up when she makes a mistake. And she she's fully aware she's gonna make mistakes and, um, But the girls, the girls love her. And I think when your team has your back, you're willing to fight for your coach. So I think it's going to be exciting. She plays an exciting style, um, up tempo, like the game on the weekend was crazy high scoring. Um, So it's exciting stuff.
1: It was really high scoring. You guys went down by eight points in the end to Southside. We were just watching some of the highlights there. What was what was the feel from your point of view after the game, re- reflecting on that first game of the season? Obviously, you want, you want the dub, but I, I suppose you can take a lot from that too.
3: Yeah, exactly. I think for us, we feel like we weren't even close to like as good as we can be. And Southside would be one of the early favourites in my eyes. And... Um, you know, we stuck with them. They shot the lights out and it was a ball game right down to the end. So that's a positive for us. We can go back, work on the things we need to work on and um, take it to them again next time.
2: And you've got some new faces, a um, variety with your imports, a 35-year-old that's come from Europe, 22-year-old rookie from the WNBA and a young girl that's really impressive, been watching her since the Institute, is young Izzy Borlais, A little bit like you. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I love Iz. She's very much like me. Um, I said on an interview the other day, I think she's she's definitely better than I was at her age, for sure. So she's got an exciting future ahead of her, obviously. She's young, so I'm sure she's going to be up and down as the season goes on, but we're going to help her through that. She's She's got a big career ahead of her. And then likewise with KB, um, she's only 22. It's She's a rookie, basically, fresh out of college. Um She's got a lot of upside to her. She can really catch fire on the offensive end. And then um, slim, we call her. Um, Yeah, a bit more of a veteran style, a bit more stable, um, does the the little things. Um, She's going to be solid for us, I think. So, yeah, we have some exciting new players that have come into the team.
1: You've got a pretty tough road trip this week, Townsville and then Melbourne Boomers. And then after that, you're taking on the Flames.
2: Oh, oh, watch out.
1: Who wins that one, Steph? Oh, lightning for sure. <laughs> I
2: love it. Oh, jeez, we're going we're gonna <laughs> to hurt trash that talk party. Already. We're going to hurt that party. Bring it on. And I'm, I'm going to tell Jocelyn Willoughby all the trash that Steph was talking off air. Oh, and yeah? As well. uh-huh.
1: Okay. You
2: know, she, she is a big <laughs> trash talker, you can tell. I I
1: hope that that better be a Wednesday feature game. That's for sure. Hey Steph, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Good luck for the WNBL season and everything with the WNBA moving forward. And congratulations again. You really sort of were an inspiration to so many young Aussie basketballers out there at the World Cup.
3: Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Time now for points made thanks to UPC Oz. Head
1: to upcoz.com for a look at all the markets. Hammer, it is time to bring in one of Davidson's finest exports.
2: Oh, I was waiting Derek to see whether, whether you'd actually <laughs> done
0: that. The man who once had 24 assists in an NBL game.
1: Dee, how are you doing this week? I'm
0: very well, and I love that intro from both of you, actually. That's, that's really good. I, I'm very appreciative. Thank you.
1: You are very welcome. Let's get straight into it. We've obviously got the, the FIBA window coming up. I want to ask you about a couple of NBL teams that will be will be making changes. Melbourne United, Brisbane, they're two that we know are, are looking around. Throw Perth in the mix too. They could potentially be making some changes. Of the, the teams in the NBL at the moment, who... Who is it most important? Is it is it imperative that that say all three of those teams are making changes in order to reach the finals come the end of the season? D, what are your thoughts
0: first? Well, I think Brisbane. Obviously, they've released Avantrup Walker, so they must replace him. I mean, they had a great win down in Tasmania with uh, without him, and they were playing very under man because you just need an import Shane in this in this league right now. You need that fourth piece to go with whatever else you have. And I think the Bulls would be out there looking hard for an athletic, rugged, three-type four man. I liked Macintosh last year Tasmania. I think he'd be a great fit. I'm not sure where he is right now, but boy, McIntosh. that's the type of player profile they need. Uh, I think Illawar need to make a change with George King. We're going outside the box there with Joe's, uh, Joe's question, but Illawar, George King, you need better in that position. Those are my two big ones.
2: As you said last week, though, Steph couldn't help Illawarra make the playoffs. Uh, I don't disagree at all with uh, what you're talking about with Brisbane. I think they need more of a four. I think they need a rugged four to be able to make things happen. Maybe even the player that they didn't re-sign might be able to be somebody that would be perfect, like a Franks type. Um, but I want to go to Perth. Now, Manik, he, uh, and I'll be interested to see what you think. Derek, because Manic had 25 points, shot the ball well. It's everything that we were sold. We were told that he was going to be able to get done. My thing though is he had one rebound and still didn't play great defense. Even though he's been able to make shots, I'm not convinced this young guy is the right fit for them to be able to make the postseason this year. He might be a good player in the future, but I think he's going to take a couple of years. I think they need more.
0: Yeah, and look, if you really break it down, I just question how many significant points he had in those 25. He scored a lot early, and Adelaide came out slow. And it was only because Bryce did what he normally does in the fourth quarter and went off that they were able to get away with that victory. So if you're looking at how much did Manik really contribute to that win, well, he had some numbers, but is that sustainable or was that more of a fluke? I'm going to go with it being more of an outlier. And I'm not sure I can rely on that type of contribution week in, week out. I'm making a change, Shane.
1: Right, guys, I want to ask you about the Adelaide thirty sixes. Craig Randall is one third of the best trio of imports that we've ever seen in this league. Uh, apparently. Um, There are reports, though, that he's not really fitting in with the culture of the group. He missed a game. Granted, it was against the Hawks. They had a win, but it it seemed to allow a lot of the other guys to really step up. Hammer, what are your thoughts on on Randall and the 36ers?
2: He's an exceptional talent. He really is. He can put points on the board. He he can shoot the ball from anywhere. Um, But there's question marks about just the way he plays. He plays young, he's emotional, he's, he's so worried about what he's doing. He doesn't have an ability right now to be able to make other players better. You look in that game and you're right, it was only against the Illawarra Hawks, but DJ went from nine points to like 28. Uh, You look at Franks, he went from 12 points to 25 or something like that. Other players found a way to be able to contribute. And as you get older, you find ways to still do what you do, but to be able to bring other people in and set the table for other people to give your team a chance to be able to win. He looks like he's very emotional, even on social media, just going at people, answering all of the concerns and questions. He needs to rise above that. And I think that if he's here to make the NBA, he needs to be able to change his mentality and just have a much bigger picture in mind, not sweat the little things, start to contribute a positive vibe to his team. Because at the moment he just looks like he sucks a bit of energy out of them.
0: Well, you failed to mention that he actually directly replied to you. So, you know, that may have, that may have stung you a little bit when you misspelled my man's name. It's R A A R A N D A L L. Anyway, check this out. Both of us having been like he is currently as a player, Shane, I think we're probably very, very well-versed on speaking on this. You have to play more like a point guard. You have to include others. You have to endear yourself to your teammates if you want to be respected and followed on that team. And there was no mistake that that ball was popping and was moving great against Illawarra. I thought Sunday Desha's stint at the point guard position was probably the best play phase in the NBL that they've had this year. When they brought Randall back, the touches reduced for DJ. He wasn't getting the same looks. Drimmick didn't have the same influence on the game. So I think as a young point guard, he must understand that let's throw some entry passes, cut, get away, set some screens. I know he's got amazing NBA ability, but sometimes you're only going to go as far as you're willing to sacrifice. And I think if he learns that, and Shane, he's got a great asset there with CJ Bruton, somebody who... A- who we both respect as a player, as a champion, as a point guard, CJ should be able to guide him correctly. And if I was Randall, I'd be listening to everything that CJ told me.
2: But can, can he make these adjustments? This isn't something you just click your fingers Oof. around CJ Bruton and all, to, all of a sudden this becomes your game and your DNA and who you are. I'm not sure that he can do these things because I just don't think it's his mindset to be able to do it just yet.
0: You're right, and you know, one of the things about fantastic and highly talented players is the stubbornness and the self-belief, and sometimes those attributes can really make it hard to learn. When you have all that resistance inside of you, Shane, I mean, you finally got rid of it at about 45, so it's a shame we never (laughs) saw you really peak as a player, but when you get rid of all that stuff, now that we're much older, we realize that you can really grow much quicker when you're willing to accept.
2: And and you were great the year you won a championship, mate. <laughs> it really sunk in that year for you.
1: <laughs> Wise words, D. I I love that, I love that. Right, we've got to keep things moving. I want to ask you about the NBA. It, it, it blows my mind that the fact that Steve Nash was sacked from by the oh. Nets and that there were reports that Imi Odoka could potentially replace him. That is literally an afterthought with everything else that is happening at the organization with Kyrie Irving right now. Dee, what have you made of the situation? And in terms of of Kyrie ever getting back onto an NBA court, like where do you see his career in the league going from here? Because it doesn't look particularly good.
0: The Kyrie aspect of this whole situation is just so nasty. Complex. It deals with so many different things, Shane, that it's, it's not even enough to go into it here, but I just hope that he gets his focus right because he's a brilliant player. Um, he has so many followers around the world, but there's a real danger. If you keep being this radioactive, if you're this toxic to a franchise and to the NBA, eventually they'll say bye and they'll find a place for you elsewhere. And you remember Stefan Marbury, who, was still, who still had plenty of years in his, in his leg chain that he could contribute at the NBA level. He was basically banished from the league because he was just too troublesome. And I fear that might be the path that Kyrie is starting to go down.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's polarizing, isn't he? In some of his views, sometimes you just shake your head in so many aspects. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what transpires there. I feel for Steve Nash, though. I mean, we don't know whether he's a great coach or not because of the circumstances he was thrown in between Kyrie, your man Harden, and then when Durant really demanding that they got rid of him in the off-season makes it really difficult. Hopefully he bobs up somewhere, gets an opportunity to be able to prove himself a little bit like Jason Kidd has so far this year.
1: Yeah, fingers crossed. All righty, that's all we've got time for, Dee. Thank you so much, as always. We will chat to you next week.
0: All right, guys, have a good week.
1: Right, that's all we've got time for. Fun show today.
2: Big show. <laughs> Lots of discussion. Uh, we want to hear your feedback too.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, get your feedback Always. in on the socials. Love hearing Love from, I was about to say fans, I'd say viewers. Viewers, yeah. You've got some Support fans. Supporters. <laughs> <laughs> um, big, so. big week for you as well. Good luck against Bendigo.
2: Fingers crossed. Great team, Bendigo. But how we'll how can
1: you. our viewers watch it if they would like to?
2: I have no idea. Can you tell me? <laughs> Right, we'll we'll no nine now. Nine (laughs) now, and on Wednesdays it's ESPN. Because I've watched every game so far. Uh I just my wife set it up.
1: (laughs) I love that. All right, shout out to Jen. Uh, All right, let's uh, let's close it. Thank you to everyone for watching. Thank you to TCO Mobile, Two K Twenty Three, and UPC Oz. We'll be back next week.
0: This is a co-production by News Corp Australia and Closer Sports.